0: Today on the Be Sexy Plants podcast, we have the one and only Brian Adams. For anyone who doesn't know who Brian Adams is, Brian is a Canadian singer, songwriter, composer, record producer, and well-renowned photographer as well.
1: Uh, And guess what? Brian is a vegan too.
0: (laughs) That was my (laughs) next question. That was my next. But we dive
2: right in there.
0: (laughs) That was my next sentence. It's funny. Um, Brian, we're super excited to to have you on the podcast. Um, thanks for for cutting the intro short. Want um, <laughs> to beef you up a little. Tell us. Obviously, we're we're so excited to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, plant based journey because that was not um, like last year when it was uh, cool. Cool to be <laughs> vegan, right? That has been a while. We would love to know how how that all started.
1: Yeah, it was back in the late '80s, and I was on a journey anyway, going towards it because. I already didn't drink or eat any dairy products. And if I did, it was only on a pizza. So I never really got into, even from a young boy, I stopped drinking milk. Towards the end of the 80s, I started to feel like I needed to do something else for myself. I used to feel gross after eating the way I used to eat. It's all designed by how you're brought up. My parents were indoctrinated by their parents and their parents, and that's how You know, you just live your life with with what your parents taught you. But I broke the mold. And I remember there was a few things that happened. I started working with another vegetarian. And even back in the 70s, another colleague of mine was a vegetarian. And we used to go to vegetarian restaurants. But back then they were sort of hippie restaurants because in Vancouver, where I'm from, there was a huge hippie community there. I mean, it's the place where Greenpeace was founded. For goodness sakes! So you know, we we were quite used to having all these places around, and the food was good, and I always felt good eating there. Mm. And when we were working together in the seventies, my friend Jim and I, we would frequent these places. So that was sort of my introduction to vegetarianism. And then I think I was about twenty-eight, and started working with someone else who's vegetarian. At the same time, I was reading a book by Harvey and Marilyn Diamond, which was called Fit for Life, Mm. which was a book written as a weight loss book in the 70s. But I liked the idea of it was all about food combining, and I was interested in what food combining was about. And so I sort of adopted the practice of food combining Mm -hmm. in my late 20s, not really thinking that I was going to go vegan. But yeah. as a matter of course, it just happened that I just stopped eating animal products completely. It also made sense for me from my own personal perspective because I was supporting organizations that were environmentally aware and trying to move the dial mm. on changing the mentalities of, for example, killing whales and protecting the oceans. And and I thought, how can I possibly be part of this, and at the same time, be eating a fish. Mm. It just didn't make any sense to me. And so I stopped and it was the best decision I ever made. And, and, and how was that? In the, especially in the beginning, was it a huge change? Because
0: I mean, again, in the late 80s, it's not like now in LA where we're sitting, you just go around the corner and have a, have a plant-based burger everywhere or whatever you want to eat.
1: But like I said to you before, in Vancouver was already very it was already it was
0: already the, the vegetarian scene was already
1: it was, was huge. Happy. It was very 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 big thing. Wow. It was it was more difficult when I got on tour because there, there's no vegetarian restaurants in most places back yeah. then at least. But I sort of worked out a couple of recipes mm-hmm. that made me happy, and that sort of got me through most of it.
0: What were the staple recipes back then on tour?
1: One of the staples, definitely, was uh, jacket potato mm. and and salad. So that would make me very happy, and I I, I still have that. I, I still enjoy a jacket potato and the salad. That's wonderful. So yeah, that's basically how I got started. Interestingly, uh, no one in my crew or my band or anything were vegetarians mm. or vegan, or certainly not vegan. And so that took a bit of time to sink in. Then I changed the catering on tour, mm. so that it had to be vegetarian, and slowly but surely, some of the guys in my band adopted the the lifestyle as well.:
0: Were you actively trying to convince them, or they just because they, they saw how good you felt, and over time, they were like, "Okay, I'm, I'm trying this
1: too." I didn't try to do that with any I never tried that with any, but the only one I've been adamant about doing vegetarian plant-based diet is by my daughters <laughs> they 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 have been vegetarian since they were born
2: nice and how how did it change how you felt and like for your health when you turned plant-based
1: people said it looked okay so and I <laughs> felt good I mean it's such a long time ago now it was more the ethical thing than how I if I think back but now it's it was the idea that I don't want to be part of that. Hmm. I'd rather be part of this, but I felt good and that's I mean a couple of great tips
0: also for the for the audience, right uh, because a lot of the listeners would just get started are like oh what what is my family's going to say, and do I have to convince them but but you don't have to if you right if, if you just do your well, you know,
1: so in in the very beginning, I was concerned. I wasn't getting the right vitamins and mm. and that that I might be after a while I'd become anemic or whatever. And I would take a blood test once a year to make sure I was okay. And it was always really good. I mean, my cholesterol got better, everything looked really good. And I didn't take any supplements. I didn't take any supplements for years. I, I take some now. I never did back then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One, of the, one of the big things that I was into, and I still am, is juicing. So mm-hmm. basically my day, you probably want to ask me this question later, but I'll tell yeah. you now. That tell my, my, tell <laughs> well, no, no. well I, I would say that 50% of my day is raw food, mm-hmm. and then the other 50 is cooked. Mm-hmm. And so that would include juices and salads and fruit salad, green salad. I, I have that every day.
2: Nice. It is do similar, actually. It's like raw food, I think, is such an important piece as well from plant-based that it's not only cooked, but actually really incorporating also really fresh things.
0: You mentioned food combining also in the beginning, and and maybe that's new for some people listen. How are you still doing that? And what is it? If you would explain it to people who just get started, maybe.
1: Okay, well, it's kind of simple. Eating protein and starches, they're not very good together. The classic thing of meat and potatoes, for example, it's counterproductive for your stomach Mm -hmm. to eat that. If you had potatoes and salad, it's one thing. Or if you had your steak and salad, it's fine. But as soon as you put the potatoes with it, then you've stopped the natural stomach digestion from performing the way it should. And it takes longer to digest things. And the longer it takes to digest things, the more possibility things get blocked in your system or they stay longer. And that's where the beginning of things that can happen to you start Mm. is in the digestion system. So the idea of food combining is to try and make your food get into your system as quickly as possible Mm. and out of your system as quickly as possible. So you don't want to have to hold things in. For example, a watermelon on an empty stomach takes 15 minutes to go through your system. Whereas if you ate a steak, I think it takes over 24 hours. So all those kind of logical things are really what food combining is about.
0: Yeah. Really helps your digestive system.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, combining fruits maybe on its own its, on its own. Never eat fruit after meals, always eat fruit by itself. Yeah. And the reason for that is if you eat it after your meal, it starts to ferment on top of your food. It again inhibits the digestion of things. These are the principles of food combining. And there was a, a diet before the sort of fit for life craze in the 70s, it was called the hay diet, which is again, a similar sort of thing, all about food combining. It's quite interesting. The thing is, if you never thought about it before, you wouldn't even consider that that would be a problem. But in fact, you wanna try and get the maximum amount out of your food and get it out of your system as fast as possible. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, the the vegan uh, and and
0: plant-based vegetarian scene has taken off since you have turned in the late 80s, right? And it's a massive movement. And then obviously you're also vocal about it, right? And and part of vegan genre, et cetera. What what are you still seeing as if somebody's listening? Oh, okay, I get it. But what, what are you still seeing as skeptics? What are
1: you hearing still from people? I don't really hear anything. and um, <laughs> Maybe they don't ask you. <laughs> well, this is the first time I've really done an interview proper about it. A lot of people know that I am, and yeah. so they, they just accept that that's who, who I am, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, even though I speak about it and I talk about it, I don't want to stuff it down anyone's throat. Because, again, it's a, you're either ready for it or you're not. And I'll give you an example of things that I've noticed and this is why I don't know that, even though we've seen a huge movement forward with plant-based, I still think it has a long way to go. Yeah. That's true. The reason for that is, for example, I have two young daughters; they're in school, and they're in a school with 500 children, and the parents are considerably younger than I am. Uh, I'm an older dad, and uh, and I love it. <laughs> Oh, you look very young too. I mean, That's, very, that's, that's the plan. The, the <laughs> <days. laughs> we'll say that because we all agree on that. But um, <laughs> yeah. even so, my children are in this school, of 500 students, of which they are the only vegetarians in the school. Hmm. There, there were two other uh, girls and boys from India that were also vegetarian, but they left the school. And so now my daughters are the only ones. You know, they come back with horror stories of what's going on. You know, finding their their friends eating chicken with veins in it and stuff, and they just horrified. horrified. Mm. But the thing, the point I wanted to make was that all of the parents of these children have been indoctrinated into the thought process that you have to eat meat, particularly children have to eat it to be strong point, again, what I'm trying to make is that the parents haven't come to the realization that they don't need to do this. And even if they have, you know, wavered a bit and maybe once in a while they go on a a vegetarian moment, they would never bring their children up because they don't believe that it's possible. Mm. And I know so many people that are plant-based and have brought up their children plant-based as well. They're all good. And so there's a myth that's been perpetuated that you have to do this and you don't
0: yeah i totally agree i think that's a really important one to point out Um,
2: i agree what because she said hey we still also have a long way to go what what are some of the things if you think also about the future that you're that you're worried about and and you hope also like actually get changed as soon as possible
1: i don't know that i can change anything Uh, i can just influence people around me a little bit and hope they go that path i mean i don't even know if my daughters will stay that way they may end up getting with somebody that eats burgers and they'll eat burgers too you just don't know how people are going to go but i think it's a couple of generations away before we'll see a, a bigger change and even then i'm not so sure because the meat industry is so powerful and i just don't know and i i think i mean
0: what what uh what the movement which is which is great right if you and we we talk to our audience and who's listening right there there are alternative products now for a lot of things right even if you want to eat some meat right you could eat the plant-based burger uh, from a health standpoint right that might not be the healthiest but at least from an ethical standpoint right you're not you're not being part of the system in terms of animals etc so there are a lot of alternatives are you eating a lot of alternatives or are you still like no we're um half you still have day raw and, and have they cooked basically
1: yes and i don't really cater my diet towards things that look like meat yeah. or or taste like meat i'm not interested in that kind of food if, if it's a burger and it's a pure vegetable burger and yeah. i know it's chickpea or it's lentils or it's broccoli or it's uh, aubergine, then, then I'm interested in it. But things that sort of look like some sort of meat texture thing, blah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Well, and for a lot of people, that's uh, the first I know,
2: way know It's, a, it's, it's, a, 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 good, it's way. a good transition, but beyond meat, they look so real. It's crazy. It smells and it so not
1: I'm not really into it. I don't really like the way they taste anyway. No. I think I'd, I'd much rather have a lentil and broccoli burger. Thanks very much.
2: Yeah, I I'm totally agree. And I think you co-founded also uh, a uh, vegan dairy startup, Better Moons. What, like What is happening there? And can, you, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, and
0: why? How, how did you get started with that too?
1: I'm from Vancouver and they're a Vancouver-based company. And they approached me and said, look, we'd really like to work with you. We like everything you're doing. And we like the fact that you're vegan and everything. Could you possibly be interested in helping us get it started? So I've been working with them. And it's, it's not going to come out now until probably April or something. I think they're going to start small. But it's oat milk, and it's oat milk with herbs from the mountains. And it's really d- delicious. And I wasn't going to do it until I tasted it. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I, I loved it. It was so delicious. And so I think it's got a future. I don't know if you've ever tasted oat milk, but it's really good. So, yeah, I just, I thought uh, I'll put my name to that. That sounds great. Awesome. Nice. And we'll make sure we'll
0: once it's out, we'll, we'll promote it uh, to everybody. Um, Thank you. Um, and especially with perps. I'm very intrigued.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm very, very curious.
0: You mentioned, right, a couple of myths. And one of the myths, also right, from, from eating vegan and plant-based sometimes, oh, I have, I have less energy, right? So what would you say to people? I mean, you're obviously a musician on stage. You're doing all these things in terms of energy is that
1: true or is that not true i really think it really depends on what you're eating you could be eating vegetarian and you could be eating junk vegetarian and of course that would end up being the same as if you were eating an animal diet from my perspective i don't have an energy problem at all in fact maybe i have too much energy i don't know if there's any way of really gauging that question to be fair
0: yeah yeah and it's it's always we're we're Sometimes people say that, oh, I, I turn plant-based and I don't have less energy, right? And then we
1: always say, what but what are you eating, right? Are you if, only eating, right? If you're transitioning to a plant-based diet, there will be a time you're going to expel a lot of stuff that you've had in your system. And, and that's not going to make you feel very well for a few weeks and maybe longer. Because if you've never ever fasted or if you've never gone on a pure plant-based diet, it will take some time to get to the other side where you've, you've cleared everything out and now you're just living on plants because things sit in your system for a very long time. And unless you're some sort of super person where you, it just all comes out, but, and then this is a weird thing to talk about. <laughs> but really, well, there, we talk there, about people are uh, getting gassy and- We talk and, about it all. Uh, no, no, but there is, a, there is, a I think there is a transitional period yeah. where if you really are going for it, it's like if, if you have fasted, there is a moment where it becomes very difficult and then you go to the other side of the fast and then you're just okay. And by the way, fasting, is I recommend that as well. I think that's a really good thing to do. And I, I, how, how does it look
0: for you? Is it a once a week you're fasting or uh, once a month? Like, do you have a fasting and, ritual or, or once in a while you, you do? Just once in a while when you start to feel like, ugh. Yeah. Then you only do water fast for a day or two, or like how's uh, how Yeah,
1: fast? or you, you can do a juice fast. There's lots of different ways of doing it. Uh, yeah. it's, just, it's just trying to basically lighten your intake to a very sort of water based diet. That's basically what you want to do. Yeah. So you can go on a fruit fast if you wanted to, or you could go on a salad fast, or you could go on a water and cayenne pepper and yeah. lemon fast. That'll make your ring piece sting.
2: Yeah. Sounds like you have done a lot of them.
1: (laughs) Back in 2007, I did raw food for a year. Mm. uh, And I combined it with herbs from a place in Florida. This guy called Robert Morse makes these herbs in Florida. I went hardcore to the Mm -hmm. point where I had to get new clothes to fit me because I basically my waistline went back to when I was 17. And during that time I was just eating dates, avocados, salad, no oil, no cooked food, nuts and fruit, of course. And that was primarily my diet. After a couple of months of that, you start dreaming about pizza and dreaming about <laughs> spaghetti because yeah. you don't realize how addicted you are to wheat yeah. until you try to get off it. Yeah. And and how I mean, how did you feel after this year? It was the best I ever felt in my life.
0: Mm. raw food is we uh you have a great
1: podcast with dr brian clement also yeah a lot of sprouts and a lot of raw food i would do that again but see i've adopted certain things from all of the different things i've done over the years so for example i still practice food combining i still eat fruit in the morning and i don't do anything else until 11 o'clock and so i do these i have these little rituals that i do without even thinking anymore it's just part of how i eat nice have have (laughs) i put you to sleep yet (laughs) not at all that's super
2: weirdly (laughs) enough this is something like to talk about um no we we love hearing people's plant-based journeys because everyone has really their own health and yeah their own health journey And i think it's for a lot of people it at least it always inspires me brian what
0: are some other things people like are now tired of hearing about food um are you, do you have other things you're doing just for, for your, your health and wellness? Um, are you into meditation or how do you prepare yourself? I mean, as an as artist, right, and
1: uh, athlete, basically, doing so many things. Um, I practice yoga every day. I, um, I have a plant-based diet. And I'm living the true Vancouver hippie scene now. So, yeah, that's kind of who I am. I've got a new album out in March called So Happy It Hurts. Yeah, And I'm just starting to tour again. I work as a musician, songwriter and yeah. On chef. okay. well, well, I mean, I'm a chef for myself and the people around me. And I wanted to recommend to your listeners one thing that would help, I think, in making things interesting. And that is lime and sea salt. You can add that to practically anything you cook or anything, any, you could add lime to all your fruit. You can add lime to, to any soups you make. You can add lime to anything you grill in the oven. You can literally add lime and sea salt to everything and it will change your food for the better.
0: That's a fantastic, fantastic tip um, uh, for anybody who's listening. I'm going to try that out uh, um, today. But it's so inspiring, Brian, because obviously you're very busy, but you still right, make time for yourself in the morning, do yoga, uh, time for yourself to cook your, cook your food and uh, be part of that. And that's, and that's inspiring because some of, right, of the things we hear from
1: people it's like, oh, I don't have time. Right, I'm, I don't know how to. Well, do you that have too. to make the time because otherwise everything starts to glue together. And so if you don't stretch yourself out, or if you don't go out and do some exercise, eating well is also about getting out and being active. You can't just be a big sofa blob. You have to go out and do things and be physical because it's it helps everything move move everything. You got to keep moving. Yeah, that's
0: true. for For this year especially, uh, got to keep moving. <laughs> Any other tips? If somebody's now listening, so I'm intrigued. Okay. If Brian Adams is, is doing this, then I have time too. <laughs> I should uh, start. What was some other, if you have another tip for somebody who just get started on their on their journey? Is there anything else besides the, the lime and, and the sea salt? What, <laughs> what would they, t- <laughs> what
1: maybe try, maybe a book you could recommend? Um... I would recommend that Fit for Life book because it's really interesting. It's an interesting book to read. It's not about being a vegetarian. It's about it's about changing the way you eat to get the maximum out of what you're eating. So even if you're still eating animals, it's still it helps you in a in a better way to get your digestion working. Yeah. So that's a great book to read. It's it's very, very old book now, um, probably quite hard to find, but if you can get it get a copy of it. Antique source, maybe. You know, I, I actually spoke to the, the author of the book once a long time ago and thanked him because mm. truly reading that book changed my life mm. for the better.
0: And then the last couple of questions, right, we touched upon in the beginning, right? You, you're obviously not only for health reasons, right? Sustainability and, and animal uh, welfare is, is also a huge thing you're passionate about, right? A lot of people, we're sometimes saying hey if you if you don't do it for for
1: yourself do it for the the environment the saying you need to remember and this is i'm going to say goodbye to you after this yeah and that is if you love animals don't eat them yeah
2: i 100% agree
0: i 100% agree brian it was such a pleasure uh to have you on the podcast um we uh yeah we're excited for anything that's coming out we'll link this all up um and thank you for for being on uh part of the journey and inspiring so many people.
1: Yeah, great. So go have a grab a salad sometime. <laughs> we'll grab a salad sometime. We love that. Take care. <laughs> and some carrots. Bye. Bye-bye.